When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Plus, if you can also... Check out everything that we do at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com, where there's some great articles by Jamie Sweet with his five things articles, like five stars on Apple Podcasts, plus Laker Tom right there for you. Plus also as well, Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great conversations there at LakersBall.com. Plus our good friends at the Pets Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, I thought that things were going to be even more fun when it concerns the Russell Westbrook drama. (laughs) And it even gets more fun than that because (laughs) it seemed like with Russell Westbrook and his continuing... I guess, delving into a dark place when it concerns his situation with the Lakers. Obviously, his breakup with his agent that we discussed on the weekend and that bad parting of the ways and the words that were stated by the agent in regards to Russell Westbrook's dissatisfaction with the team said a lot. Also, as well, you had... LeBron and Russell Westbrook sitting on opposite sides of the Lakers preseason game, the the summer league game, and Russell was sitting behind the bench and totally ignored LeBron, and LeBron was sitting in the front row totally ignoring Russell Westbrook. So we had that situation where it looked like it was getting worse and worse and worse. Well, lo and behold, we get a breaking news from Chris Haynes at Yahoo Sports stating that, I guess, there was a conference call. Was it the Lakers that set it up? Was it the agents that set it up? Was it the players themselves set it up? But Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook had a meeting, had a conference call in the first weekend of Summer League, had a airing out of, guess, whatever emotions or whatever was going on between them as far as the rift is concerned and i guess all three are now 
harmoniously on the same page. Everything is great and fine and dandy and wonderful. And it looks like all three are now focused on working with each other as we headed to training camp here in a few weeks. But is that the best thing for the Lakers? Is that the best thing for Lakers fans? We're going to talk about that real quick on today's show as a good man is here to discuss that with the call of doom. As they say, as far as the advertisement is concerned, did one phone call really do it all? And here today to talk about that is a guy I called up to go ahead and answer that question. A good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out his five things articles at Lakerholics.com. It is Mr. Jamie Sweet, Admiral Akbar. I think Admiral Akbar might have been on the phone in regards to that, <laughs> saying this is a trap for Lakers fans. I, I organized everything. There you Gee. go. So, so what does this do, my friend? I mean, great. They're on the same page. Does I, this they, really help anything in regards know. to the Lakers fans and the I, Lakers season upcoming? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, all right. Like, I had pretty much, you know, come to a place of. Uh, all right, first let's just start things. Hold on, real quick. First off, before we go anywhere, oh, do, 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 I don't know. Well, I, 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 I feel like you know, it's like it's like the Sherlock Holmes movie, right? Where like somebody says something, but then he like takes you back a little bit and is like, you know, to, you know, goes through his like the, the things that lead you up to the moment that you just saw happening that was about to happen, but there's all this other, you know what I mean? Like, yes. So, uh, and I mean the Sherlock Holmes movies, the modern ones. Anyhow. So first off, I'd like to say uh, happy Pride Month. We're almost done with uh, Pride Month, and so happy Pride to all of our uh, LGBTQ, LGBTQ AI plus allies out there. Yes. Uh, and uh, Laker fans, who I'm sure yes. there are many. And so I uh, just want to say happy Pride. Uh, second is I don't know if this helps anybody, to be honest. <clears throat> I think that when the news came out that Russell wanted to be wanted, I thought that that was the, the first time that any shred of humanity had entered into this whole circus, because if you get into the circus that we are, that started when the Lakers didn't make the play in probably started a couple of months before that three, four months before that, to be honest, but really started once the Lakers didn't make the play in to this moment in time, right here where you and I are talking about it, there has been nothing but certainty from people who have nothing to do with anything that Russell Westbrook was a not wanted by the Lakers was certainly going to be traded. And there would at least be three teams lining up to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning, I've questioned that narrative because of three reasons. One, Russell Westbrook's contract is massive. His fit is difficult unless you've planned to have Russell Westbrook on your team. Uh -huh. And all the teams that had the cap space and or the players to add him were either like competitive, like that they, they don't need to redo the roster to the tune of $47 million. Like it doesn't need, you know, that's like saying, well, I need, you need an oil change. Well, let's, uh, Let's look at some other things we can add to this cost before I get that oil change. Huh? Let's uh, let's let's put some air in the tires. How much are you gonna charge me for that? And uh, let's uh, let's maybe put another muffler on the car. I don't need one, but let's put another muffler on the car because that's that was like the logic of these trade proposals. I felt like 
hardly any of the teams mentioned in the trade proposals are up in the luxury tax apron. They're not paying taxes. They're not big spenders, nor do they ever want to be, which again makes the acquiring of Russell Westbrook cost prohibitive. His deal will have the most value the five minutes before the trade deadline ends. And there's no logical reason that I've seen put forth to me by anybody that makes me think that, of course, in that moment, there will probably be two or three teams who are like, we're out of the playoffs. This player is still underperforming or hasn't panned out the way we hoped it would. This is when we're willing to pick up the phone and make that Russell Westbrook deal. Because the other thing about the Westbrook deal, it will never not be on the table. It's on the table right now. It was on the table at the trading deadline last season. It'll be on the table in two weeks. It'll be on the table until it's picked up or it doesn't happen. It's not going away. Even if the Lakers come out and say right now, oh, we had a big powwow and we're not. Kumbaya, everything's right, great. That's, that's BS. It's not, that's, not, that's not the truth. Everybody is just saying what they need to say to cover their rear ends, to continue the 24-hour news cycle and keep feeding that beast and keep, you know, keep, keep the machine moving. And to just try to, like, see what happens with, like, seven other unfolding scenarios that, honestly, if you think about it, have very little to do with what the Lakers are trying to do, nor any other teams out there inclined to do the Lakers any favors at all. Like it's like saying like, you know what? The Yankees are having some problems with their roster. Who wants to bail the Yankees out? Answer comes back. Nobody, nobody wants to bail the Yankees out. People like to see the Yankees fail. People like to see the Lakers fail. People like to see LeBron James fail. All of these things are exactly what this summer has all been about. Portraying this narrative as the Lakers failing, the Lakers do this. The Lakers have actually said very little other than a cryptic tweet by Jeannie Buss that she went on live TV and explained, to my satisfaction at least, other people can have their opinions, the fact that, lo, Rob Polinka engaged other teams in trade talks during the time when he trades trade players in the summer. Like, oh, the news of it all. And finally, you know, these kind of like somebody said, you know, Chris Haynes heard from somebody. We don't know who somebody. I mean, none of it is actual journalism. It's all just like I got to the point a, a day, almost a day ago. But like this today was just like the last like I, I it's just absurd. Like. It's I'm not, pretty sure this call happened. I'm not saying the call didn't happen. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that this part of the NBA season and this part of sport is to me the most boring because it's all subjective. It's all circumstantial and it's, it has nothing to do with competition. It has everything to do with how television works and how now social media works and how people make money and have jobs off of those things. And so it's to me the most boring part of the season. I think some people love this part of the NBA more than the actual games in the NBA. I think that like, you know, Gabe Bay, me it's kind of close. I'm just going to say that. I don't I listen and I I don't begrudge, you know, I don't like to watch wrestling. My wife likes wrestling. Like we're, we we got married. It's it's not a deal breaker for me. But point being is that I won't be surprised that like, and then like now people are like, Oh, but like, so yeah. Okay. Like 
this photo it's like people in their garages are putting up like yarn and pins on a map and it's like okay well like russell and lebron and ad had this conversation at seven o'clock the day before he was watching the phoenix game from the behind the bench of lebron was cross court and they didn't talk at all and then of course there's this tweet after russ has fired his agent from lebron from rich paul that lebron tweets right back on and these tweets are like nothing it's like oh it's a it's like a cold as business and lebron is like yeah man whoa that doesn't mean anything <laughs> It's nothing. It means nothing. That's like somebody saying like, what's up, dude? Are you trying to kill me? Like the reaction to what's up, dude, being you trying to kill me. Like everything is like based on the amount of information provided, like the the reaction is completely improportional to what it all actually, I think, means. The, the GD tweet being a perfect example of how, like when I read the GD tweet, I was like, of course I can, I can infer subtext or uh, you know, even more likely project subtext onto a tweet because a tweet is top five worst ways to communicate emotion on planet earth. And the, that's just the reality of the medium. You know, I'm not going to ask a painter to, to design me a car. Like uh, the, the way journalism works now based on these cryptic tweets and like, well, let's have a half hour. Let's go on TV, live TV with like Adrian Wojnarowski. And like, there's a level of it where I'm like, aren't you supposed to be the professional? Shouldn't you have more access than just a Twitter feed from like four or five different people? And I feel like the line between the amateur and the professional is increasingly getting blurred. Uh, and this situation with the Lakers, uh, it's just very interesting to me. This is what I think. I think, you know, what's good for the Lakers is one of two things. You're either going to prepare for a world where Russell Westbrook is on the team because you're pretty sure you can't trade him before camp or you know, you're going to trade him at some point. You're kind of just waiting for August 4th for LeBron to commit one way or another. So that that's that cat's like out of the bag and you know, like, okay, we're building around LeBron for sure. Or we're not building around for sure because we're talking about LeBron James who may or may not have learned a lot from the decision, but is somebody who is just fine. Like, deciding in a moment that this is what i'm going to do actually never mind. i know we talked we had all these plans i'm going to go go to cleveland now thanks miami I'm cleveland i'm leaving to go take my talent stuff you know so i can understand there being a, a large amount of hesitancy on the lakers part simply because of how lebron has conducted his free agency business in the past i mean you can't you can't just ignore that i don't think as a team you know, just like you can't ignore a serious knee injury in the past or, or anything like that. Those are all the things that like make up the player and his impact on your organization. And nobody has a bigger impact on the Lakers organization than LeBron James right now. So I can understand them wanting to not just hear it over the phone, but watch him write it on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in cement. Like, yes, I will sign an extension <laughs> on August 4th for another year or not you know that's the shoe i think we'll have that's what everybody's waiting for to drop is that shoe this is Raphael from nbadraftjunkies.com and you are listening to the lakers fast break check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse if you have a better movie in the can why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. 
I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It's so funny because you and your rant, per se, uh, a little bit of a rant. I apologize. Indicate in, no, you're good. I mean, my gosh, we have Laker Tom and Joe Soro. <laughs> We're not even at 15 minutes yet. What am I? Yeah, exactly. And you had an intro, so that was like seven, yes. eight minutes at most. When you mentioned though professional wrestling, you and your wife, you said you don't like it. She does. I absolutely love professional wrestling, but in this modern age where the match quality isn't always as it once was, I think that the behind the scenes is just as fun and just as interesting to watch as what goes on in the ring. And in the NBA, it's a very close call as well. And Terrell Davis said it like right there in the comments, actually reported again by Chris Haynes at yahoo.com is that they did have that conversation in the first week of summer league so that's even worse that it happened because that's around the time just before or right around the time that the supposed diss of each other between russell westbrook and lebron james happened that first friday of summer league when they both didn't communicate to each other even though they were right across the court from each other and then it leads into the breakup of what you see with him, Russell Westbrook, and his agent, and what his agent said out loud, as we indicated on the show over the weekend, in regards to what he advised his client and what his client ultimately wants to do. So that tells me from that phone conversation, a lot might have changed in the mind of Russell Westbrook. Could that call have happened first? The diss happened second? And now the disgruntlement by Russell Westbrook happened third, plus the fact that he's been shopped around as far as his contract around by Rob Blanca now for weeks. And there seems to be very little interest unless you're going to attach the farm to it. And the Lakers don't want to attach the farm to it. It's a pretty small farm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But with whatever dearth of assets they have left, which is basically THT and the two first rounders, that's pretty much all they can go ahead and attach to it. I know other teams have you know, rumored to be expressing, hey, if you get a third team involved, to so get us more assets, let, you know, what are they going to offer this third team? Why would the third team want to go ahead into this? So it really comes down to between a rock and a hard place, but this is getting a lot more serious. But when Chris Haynes reported they all had a conference call that was done during the time of Summer League, and then you see what happened since – it really makes things a lot more played out as far as this Russell Westbrook drama is concerned. I mean, does it really? Uh, I mean, I think so, it does. I think well, it's very, t- I think it tells me that they thought they were on the same page and now they're not. So I, I so there's two things that I think can be taken two ways and are predominantly be take, being taken one way. And again, this is, this is, this is where I use the example of a genie tweet of the genie tweet. Cause for about a, 
about two weeks, Jeannie was lambasted for the tweet as like, she wants LeBron to commit to the team and da 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 da. And th- he can't. He can't do it. She knows this. He knows this. They don't want to get fined for tampering. They don't want to lose one one of the two draft picks to try to trade for doing something dumb. He has to wait. Everybody has to wait until August 4th. There can't be a wink. There can't be a nod. The perception of any of that will lead to the very least a fine. The Lakers honestly have no interest in paying. So right away, I took it as like, no, she was super close with Kobe. This is a rough patch to be in. She just spent a, a boatload of money on a team that didn't even make the plan. Free agency has, I would say, gone at about a D plus C minus clip for the Lakers right about now. Their second round draft pick flamed out in the in the summer league. Some of the undrafted guys look like they might be able to, you know, compete for a back end of the bench spot. I'll have to see Cole Swider play defense at something like an NBA level before I believe he can hang with the big boys. Um, but but uh, you know she's the, the team is not in a good place. So for somebody to have a, an emotional reaction that uh, we're all having emotional reactions that Laker fans are not happy right now. <laughs> nobody's you know nobody's stoked. Nobody's like you know what last season was promising. <laughs> you know nobody zero people are saying last season was promising and aren't sure about what we're building for the future. On top of that whether it be a competitive team around LeBron James and Anthony Davis or the idea of a Laker future with Anthony Davis without LeBron James and so on and so forth. There's, there's a lot of uncomfortable topics out there. So it's understandable that there is a lot of tension in the air around the team because it's a, the Lakers and they operate with a high degree of tension and B it's the NBA and they just love tension no matter what. So I read the Russell Westbrook, the, the timing of this r- report is, to me, the most odd thing. You would have thought that in order to strengthen the Lakers' position, they would have announced, trumpeted this down the halls the day it happened, if the Lakers were in on it in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. It would have made their position one half of a percent stronger. You know, like, oh, at least they're all like, they're, they're down to play with one another. They buy into Coach Ham's vision. Sounds like they're down to play another, but that's not what happened. Somebody sat on this for a month. Six well, weeks not long. two weeks. It's two weeks. When did, oh, summer league is only two weeks long. So po- yeah, point, summer... point, point being, somebody sat on it for a little while, and now about ten, about ten days. About ten. Yeah, days. it's been it's been a while, I, especially for the media news cycle. Rather than strengthening whatever position we had at the time, which, albeit was none, uh, admittedly it's a poor poor position the Lakers are in from a trade perspective. So that makes me think it was either somebody in one of the three players camps or one of the three players themselves, or that when the Lakers finally heard about it, which I think is the most likely, they linked it to somebody, you know, a low, a guy who they knew would put it out there without really worrying about the impact. So I take that news with a huge grain of salt in terms of like, I don't think it does much to impact anything at all. I think that Russell Westbrook's agent message it can also be viewed two ways. One, it's somebody who is. Cause either... yeah, just to put everybody out there again, to remind everybody when they had their breakup on Friday and officially announced that he, uh, Russell Westbrook was leaving his agent of 14 years. The agent went on a public statement to ESPN stating that he had advised his client to go ahead 
And the best course of action was to try and work it out with the Lakers, try and see if you can give Darvin Ham's vision for him as a continue, you know, continued starting point guard for the Lakers a try. And it seemed like Russell Westbrook was resisting on that direction that was being presented to him and that he wanted a different direction in place and that it would require a lot of assets that would be given by the Lakers in order to go ahead and move him on. And if that's the case, he would most likely be bought out and his market value for the rest of his career would suffer continuously thereafter. I don't think there's any question that that's already a reality. So that's, that's where I think I both know that really right now. Right. 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 So that's that file that one under kind of like a no doy file, right? Like, yeah, he's, his next deal will not be for the max. There's no way he gets the max from any team he plays on next year, no matter where it is. Let's say a bounce back season to anywhere near the player he once was. I mean, we're talking about someone that would be 35 negotiating on a new contract. Exactly. Everything's against him. And that's the, this, we're also entering the phase of a lot of these guys' career where they've been on top of the NBA for 10 years. Yeah. They've, they've been the top five, top 10 player in the NBA for a solid five to 10 years, depending on which one of them you are. And they're hitting that you're not a top five or 10 player anymore wall. And they're not, you know, Kevin Durant's trade request is a perfect example of like somebody who's probably pretty out of touch with his actual value on the NBA marketplace. Nobody wants to trade the boat for Kevin Durant. Nobody wants to trade the boat for Kyrie Irving, who's arguably still in his prime. And nobody wants to trade the boat for Russell Westbrook because you don't think they're going to make it very long. The only lure for the Westbrook contract is that it's expiring. The only lure for Irving's contract is that it's expiring and you might be able to save some money, you know, when he chooses not to play games. So uh, from an economic standpoint, those two guys are kind of a wash, right? Like, yeah, you get those guys and it's an economic wash and it's not really building anything. We save a little money. Maybe we get a draft pick when this guy isn't even going to be GM anymore. Uh, and cool. Awesome. Let's do that deal. But it's not an exciting, nothing about either one of those guys is a general and Durant as well. Durant, obviously I'm sure Phoenix would love to, would have loved to have like signed and traded Aiton for Durant. That would have been a dream scenario. It was never going to happen. New Jersey can't, cannot get that little for Durant. Uh, they don't probably won't get a Gobert hall or like they'll just meet a Gobert hall and it'll might look a little off one way or the other until you see how some of the pieces play out. But KD's 34 going on 35 with serious leg injuries in his past. Like just the way you, that, that factors into the analysis. I don't care how good you looked for the 40 ish games you played 60 games you played last season. It's not enough for that level of investment. That level of investment is now for the Ja Morants, the, the, the Luka Doncic's, the, the Rudy Gobert's. well, that's blame Utah for that. Blame Utah and blame Minnesota for over maybe overvaluing what they needed to ship out for him. Hard for me to imagine Utah didn't think they could. Get I'm not something... going to blame Utah for that. I'd take no, that no. I mean, well, for the extension originally, he got a max deal, dude, max deal, and he can't barely score in the modern NBA. You know, he's never get. Yeah, dude, Terrell Davis is 100 percent right. He's going to get the mid level at best, at best. 
at best. And this is where I think the crux of the argument between he and his, because remember, nobody quit. It was over irreconcilable differences, which means one person saw themselves one way. The other person saw themselves the other way. Russell Westbrook has yet to come out and say what his irreconcilable difference was. All we have is this public service announcement from his agents, which is, as you said, focuses mainly on his future value. Not even like his real current role, like just embrace it. Whatever it is, your f- your future value, I'm sure he was telling him, is garbage. Like, <laughs> I, or if he wasn't, he was, he was somebody who was completely blowing smoke. The other thing I can imagine is, you know, if Russ is thinking like, oh, well, my next deal is probably not going to be for very much. Why do I need to keep paying you? <laughs> I mean, why not? One thing uh, I want to ask you before we head on out is that, okay, with everything that's been said and done, do you think that magical phone call did anything? Because it seems like ever since then, since it was taken place, since it took place reportedly in the first week of Summer League, that we've seen a continual spiral downhill by Russell Westbrook ever since. Did that conference call, did that unification call do anything to help serve the Lakers long term? I mean, I think it's a PR perception that that's what's going on. I don't know that that's true about Russ because from what little I've read, he's been supportive of the Laker bench through summer league. He showed up at Darvin Ham's press conference. That's about it. And and now this thing with the agent, like that's, that's the new, that's the actual news on the Russ front. And then a lot of the smoke and, and, and debris around it is a lot of that. It's just like other people's mess that they're just sort of, pushing in this general direction because he's a pretty easy target right now, you know, and people got to talk about something and they're always going to talk about the Lakers and and he and, you know, the LeBron extension are the only things we're talking about. We're not drafting anyone exciting. We don't have any young players that are all that exciting. It's what are we going to do with these old guys, you know? And so it's, it just ends up being kind of a mudslinging affair. So, um, I mean, I think the worst situation will be is what something Terrell Davis alluded to. And I'll add on to it is if they go into, into camp, you have this malcontent in Russell Westbrook. It, you know, you've done really nothing since then. If they do, there's nothing done as far as to to unify all this together to have another conference call per se, and then LeBron does not go ahead go and over sign across the extension. Well, you know, that see, then, this is what I, this is what I'm saying. All of all of this, right, is really only leading up to that moment, and so it's all speculation at this point to to almost know. Uh, the substance of it is, and then we just have to wait and see what LeBron does, right? Because if, one way or another, he's on the team at least starting on August eighth, one or rather August fourth, one way or another, with an extension or without. And the Lakers oh, hold on, have... hold on. I, I think I'm getting a conference call. I'm going to set up between you, Laker Tom, and Joe Soro to make sure we unify everyone. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. My long-winded and rambling point is, I don't think it's going to matter too much if Russell Westbrook is there on day one of of training camp. I think that. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you why everybody in the organization is prepared for that day. Whether the players are, whether the media is, eh, it, it almost doesn't matter. Oh, the media will love it if he's there. Oh, it's yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, I always love to watch the uh, spectrum sports, uh, like a media day. Cause it's all like fluff, right? It's all yeah. fluff. How can it be fluff this year? There's no way that somebody's going to have to say, Rough summer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been a bit of summer, huh? Ready for fall? It's coming. <laughs> I mean, and the only thing I can hope that Russ does 
whatever happens, whatever happens, the only thing I want Russell Westbrook to do is take all of this and use it to fuel his game. Bring the game back, get pissed, be angry. Hit some jump shots. Hit some jump shots. Make some layups. Oh, really, I could live without the jump shots. Just make some layups. Consistently. Yeah, give me like 60% layup finishing rate, baby. Uh, I can live with that from a from a guy who gets to the rim as easily as he still does. And, you know. Less turnovers. Eh, whatever. Uh, we could say that about LeBron. We could even say that about AD at this point. They're good. They're all good for about five a game. Just because they got the ball in their hands a lot. Defenses are keyed in on them. I, but yes, of course, all around, less turnovers, share the ball better play more defense. These are the things that are, it's all going to come down to anyway. And, you know, and uh, if Russ is on the team or Russ is on, not on the team, it won't matter because if LeBron James and Anthony Davis aren't healthy, we're not going anywhere anyway. Right. Sure. So uh, you get you swap Kyrie for Russ. That truth is still self, self-evident. They're not, they're going as far as those two guys take them. The one thing I don't think will happen on any planet in any world and any reality or any dimension. And I'm talking about all the dimensions in the Marvel universe and Battlestar Galactica is Russ being paid not to play. Don't see it happening. Don't see him getting waved and stretch. Don't see it happening. Yeah. Uh, Laker so, Tom is starting to go ahead and suggest that. A little I know. I know. Like. I know. And that's what people should like, it's good. To, it's great for talking. I, you won't convince me because I don't see it happening. So <laughs> there it is. Like feel free to, you know, pontificate it on you all you will. I think that the Lakers and LeBron and AD would do well to, uh, they'll never take the deal off the table, but they should at least publicly say they're taking the deal. But you know what I mean? Like, it's never, yeah. come on. Like, if somebody were like, all right, all right, Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, yes, yes, please, yes, we'll try. right away, right away, sir. But, you know, just say that you're, he's off the block. Like, shut it down, you know? Just shut it down. They should do it and save Darvin Ham like an extra 15 minutes at the beginning of practice, first practice saying like, all right, I just want to address the elephant in the room, which is, all the BS that happened this summer from the time you guys were eliminated and with Frank to this moment now with me here. And, you know, hopefully he and Phil get some sage, get everybody in a room, have a little meditation session, chill out a little bit and it'll be fine. They're professionals. Okay. <laughs> I know. I, Listen, I'm not sure. I exactly they, don't choice, right? they don't have a choice. Like that. Like, yeah, right now they don't. The- LeBron, what is he going to do? Sabotage a year of his career that he's like chasing like milestone records. Not this late, not this late at all. Indeed. Technically but, yeah. Russell Westbrook's at a contract here. He, he has to at least want to try to believe he yep. can make John wall money. Right. He's he, he that's, that's like the low bar now. Right. Like, Oh, yes. for max to, to, for max to Clippers. And if he can get somebody's actual cap space somehow, that will mean he's played at an all-star level again. And everybody who was okay with Russ on the team last season, but was ended up kind of being, you know, wrong can be like oh see it only took a year for it to work out with a different coach and a couple of different other guys and not being the all aarp team of the of, of the nba so you know we'll see we'll see i i think that it's if he's on the team they better figure out a way to welcome him back and it's going to be really hard for coach ham that's i'll leave it at that so the drama continues for russell westbrook oh, yeah. after the purported call that was done during the first week of summer league between Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. There you go. Love you nights. And of course, LeBron James, uh, unfortunately it 
didn't seem to help matters, even though they thought they were all on a unified front, seemed to go ahead and sour from there. But we want to hear your thoughts always on what you think is going on with the situation and the Russell Westbrook saga as it continues to play out. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Lakers Fast Break on Facebook. Go ahead and like that page if you can. Subscribe today on YouTube. If you're not a subscriber today on YouTube, we truly need your help in subscribing. Please, we go ahead. It'll let you know exactly when we go on the air for Lakers Fast Break. Also at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter and, of course, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. Terrell Davis, who's been tremendous in the chat. Also, John as well. And also, good friend from India, Cricket. There you go. Appreciate you watching as well. Terrell Davis, one last thing for you, my friend. We're going to go ahead from the episode of The Shop. I'm talking the LeBron James that doesn't want to play with Westbrook. No way. Well, he says a lot on that show. Says a lot on that show, man. I don't know if it's all for show. I thought thought after the episode with DeMar DeRozan that DeMar DeRozan was going to be a Laker no matter what. Like when he had DeMar on the road, I was like, oh, DeMar's a free agent in like a few months. He's He's a Laker for sure. I think you can only take so much from that show. I know he purposely says things on that show that just to go ahead and get people talking. Well, he did play with DeRozan over the weekend. So, and, and they only won by two, but you know, need yeah, I digress he, on that? Yeah. yeah. True. yeah. The, the Drew League indeed. But if you have any questions, for us, it's not Drew League for defense. It's Drew League for, well, that's just a lot of shooting, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, Ox 1947, love unites, fear controls. <laughs> That it does indeed. But does my it? friend, does it? Before, yes, before we head on out, want to go ahead and give you the chance to plug your latest article, Five Things at Lakerholics.com. Yeah, the last one was uh, like middle of the week last week, and it was a, it was a world where the it's basically a uh, what happens when the Kyrie Irving train doesn't go through and why the Nets would not maybe make the Kyrie Irving trade. You know, in a nutshell, it's if they're going to keep KD, who for whatever whack-tastic reason, likes playing with Kyrie Irving, then the number one way and one, number one way to get KD back into the fold and on the same page is to not trade Kyrie Irving. Like if you're not going to find somebody to take KD, you keep Kyrie. Like that's kind of a no brainer. And it's not like, uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Where's Joe, Joe. We're, we're about to have our conference call. Hold on. Anyway, I'm just kidding. We're just kidding. There's a whole world of reasons why the nets don't need to make a Kyrie Irving trade at this juncture. That's the, everything right now is an at this juncture kind of a thing, because like I said, Russell Westbrook's going to be on that table. That phone line is open 24, seven, And you know what? There might even be a now wait, there's more offer in it for you. If you're lucky uh, in the form of THT or none, that deal is going nowhere. Everybody knows it. There's no rush to, to cash in on the Russell Westbrook uh, contract. Makes the most sense to have the Lakers hold on to it the longest because then the buyout at the end is the cheapest for your team. You want the Lakers to pay as much of that contract as humanly possible. That's just, you know, one of the simple, in my in my mind, it's a pretty simple economic reason to grasp, but it hasn't really caught fire out there on the old internet. So, eh, whatever. Ox1947, AK Joe Soros said Kyrie didn't show up the Drew League, even though he was reportedly going to go ahead and do so yeah. because he was helping Phil Handy with his basketball camp. See, that part doesn't come out to much later. Everybody just does to report on the he didn't show up because that's all the rumors we get at first. And then we find out what's going on later on. But Joe, you're 100 uh, percent right about THT. 100 yes. percent. No one wants THT. Only Laker Tom thinks somebody He's got wants long him. arms. Yes, only only Laker Tom thinks someone wants him outside the Lakers, and well, someone that doesn't shoot well 
doesn't play great defense because he doesn't, doesn't move jump his well, feet. isn't fast. Yeah. He doesn't move his feet well. No. Yeah. He's not uh, he's not fast. He's not quick. He's not yeah. he's got long arms. He's yeah. like Mr. Fantastic, but without the brain and he did finish better a little bit like last year. I know that was an issue of mine, is that he was not exactly the best finisher. I think the, the pressure world. was off by the time he started playing well. He could just yeah. go out and play and not worry about contributing to a championship effort. Yeah. But he yeah. is not a desired individual yeah. out there in the NBA. He's, he didn't do well in the pressure cooker with the spotlight. No. So we'll see. Yeah. You know, we'll see indeed, my let's, friend. Let's, but let's, I'm rooting for everybody who's on the roster when camp starts. That's all I know. That's what I do you every know season. What? It's going to be fun. Yes. It's going to be fun. Like I, mean, I said, professional wrestling. I love it behind <laughs> the scenes even more, my friend. And the same oh, thing. Yeah. For the NBA. I'm going to see you, Gerald, between those ropes in that ring. It's going to be a massacre. I'm going to get you in the cage, man. I'm going to get you in the cage. No way, man. No way. There you go. Absolutely. It might be a cage match coming up at training camp. We'll wait and see. But if you have any questions for us. That's what Diamond Ham should do. He should get a boxing ring on the, you know, just bring in a boxing ring. Bring everybody like, let's get it. Let's work it out, boys. He should get a first, chair and just wrap it over everybody on top. I would love back, that. I would love know? it. If the first day of practice was sparring with one another, that would be dope yeah exactly uh, yeah let me tell, let you, me something, tell you something brother brother yeah absolutely indeed. that's but my era have... of wrestling too joe is the hulk hogan og uh on uh, channel four hulkamania oh, yeah. indeed now we're just wasting the internet's time but if you have any thoughts on the russell westbrook saga as it continues to unfold even after the conference call even after the friday night discs at the summer league even after the Next Friday night, breakup with him and his longtime agent. If you have any thoughts on that, what's going on, and the future of where this is headed, please let us know. Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, and of course, Lakers Fast Break on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, where you need to subscribe. Please subscribe on YouTube. Too sweet. That's right. Too sweet indeed. But Mr. Jamie Sweet, truly appreciate you stopping by. Hoping I can get you back on one of our shows upcoming. I know. I, on your time. I love the group chats. I'm sorry I've missed those the last couple of times. I've been, I've been, the summer's like, you know, I'm all over the place with, with my, my four-year-old and producing a thing every month on a Wednesday. It's just a lot for a man, Gerald. I don't know how you do it. You have like 10 shows and you still have a life of some sort. It's amazing. Uh, well, let's worry about that life part. Uh, I'll, I'll get you guys on the conference call and we'll see what happens there. <laughs> I think it's coming through now. Hold on. Yeah, there you go. Great. Okay. All right. Hey, Joe. Hey, Laker Tom. Hey, Sean hey. Grice. There you go. <laughs> We're all cool, right, bro? We're all cool. Shock abroad. Yeah. Don't have to tell me twice. Absolutely. <laughs> Kumbaya. But, absolutely. We'll all sing around the campfire just to make sure. But my friend, it's been great having you here. Also great to having Joe, having Terrell, having John, having a, a new friend from India, Cricket, also as well here. Thank you so much in the chat. Thank you to everybody who spent a little bit of time of their day just trying to catch up on the latest Russell Westbrook drama. Hope you found it interesting, as we always do. If there's anything new that arises in the Russell Westbrook drama, the Russell Westbrook saga as it continues, we'll let you know. We'll keep you updated, and we'll keep talking about it because we love talking about it right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.